0: Praise the Lord. What a love song. I love you, so than anything. I worship and adore you, God. It is so beautiful. I dare not say another word because I speak here all this afternoon. It's Pastor Amanda Ramsey. She's going to praise the word today. Not only is she gifted in ministry and music and keyboards and whatever you sit in front of her, this sister carries the word of God in our heart. So if you all just do me a favor and just put your hands together for the Lord Jesus Christ and his amazing name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. First Lord. you guys may be seated. It's good to be up here today.
1: Do roles in the church. Uh, but when I do, Amen. Lord Amen. has a word. Um, yeah. We, we're going deep today, y'all. Um, over the last, I guess, well, I have one of my sisters here today, not not the pastor's sister, but my other sister, Jackie. Happy to have her with me today. Um, but over the last few years or so, the Lord has really put upon my heart um, soul care. And um, I brought I think my soul, first soul care message back in 2019. And, uh, and I believe that the Lord put that in my spirit for me to speak on soul care because it was some things that I needed to take care of in my soul. And uh, through that learning about soul care, I learned how to identify things that were within me that needed to be healed so that I can give it to God, and let it go so that God can give me what I need
2: or what I am called to do or what I'm pers- purposed to do. All right.
1: And in all of that, uh, it was a very uncomfortable journey. Mm. Um, if you've ever been to um, therapy before, mm. it's uncomfortable because you have to relive your past. And a lot of times as believers, we think that, you know, oh, I'm just going to pray about it and it's going to be okay. Or well, for some people it is, but for most it's not. Especially depending on the things that you've gone through in your life, that is very deep, rooted and deep. A lot of us need deep healing. Now, if you if you lost your job and you know and then you, you were a little hurt behind it, you know, and you move forward, that's okay. You probably may be able to get over that. But if you had some things happen to you in your childhood, if you had some things happen to you um, as an adult where people have abandoned you or rejected you, if you had some things happen with your mother or your father. Right. that you're holding on to that you haven't healed. those are the things that God is like, yes, let me get there. but oftentimes as Christians, we we, we don't we don't go there because it's too deep it's too heavy. you know I'm okay. I'm gonna just push through it. but if you notice anything about um, pushing through things, if you don't deal with it, eventually it's going to come out of somewhere It is going to come out within your relationships and the love relationship. In family relationships and friendships, on your job, somewhere mm-hmm. it's going to start seeping out. Yeah. So, it's so important for us as believers to know that God, yes, He is a healer and He can do all things. And He has also given us therapists
2: mm-hmm. yes. All right.
1: He's also given us <laughs> pastoral care. Mm-hmm. Yes. Things that we need to take use of so that we can have our complete healing.
0: That's yes, right. Amen.
1: Because yes. prayer is great. But what you going to do after you pray? You got to put in the work. So the Lord wants to heal a lot of us today. And I believe in this year alone that um, everything that we've gone through in the last two years, the Lord wants to do some healing and some folk. And if you were sitting at home during the pandemic, I'm sure there's a lot of things that came up. Because you're dealing with isolation. And so you already know how the enemy works, right? He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So when things are idle, that's when you start creeping in. Have you ever had that happen to you before? You You start putting thoughts in your head and start bringing up the past. And you're like, oh man, I thought I was through that. He's like, no, you're not. That's why I'm bringing it up. You're not done. So the Lord wants to go through and find the residue within you. So we're going to be talking about letting go. Let's pray. Heavenly Father God, we just thank you so much for this time. We thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. We thank you for um, your word. We thank you for the love that you have that's just an unconditional love, uncomparable, God. And we just thank you that you have put before us pastors and therapists and other mental health professionals, God, um, even our brothers and sisters in Christ, that will help us get through the tough times, God, so that we can let go and release the things that are holding us back, so that we can be everything that you are calling us to be. So we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 All right. So letting go and letting God. Who is ready to receive everything that God has for them? Start an issue. Because he got some things for you today. That's right. Amen. So letting go has been one of the hardest things that I have ever done. Some of the hurts that we are holding onto is relational. Mm-hmm. Some of us have a lot of fear that we're holding to, our past mistakes. Our sin, guilt, anger, regret, failure, and worry. For some of us, we've been holding on to it for a year. Mm-hmm. And for others, we've been holding it on for a decade. Mm-hmm. And some decades. That's right. Our time is filled with hurt and pain that continuously seems to hold us back in some area of your life. If you are holding on to any of those things or dealing with any of those things, it is holding you back in some area of your life. That's right. Maybe it may be the way you love your children. Maybe because you don't receive the type of love that you felt that you should have received from your parents, that you don't love your children the way they want or should be loved. I can give you this example of our dad. My dad was a great man, large in the life, loved everybody, helped everybody, such a community person, raised a lot of preachers up. But he was born in 1921, a rough time, right? During the Depression. Was in the military, left home when he was 14, lived a rough life. So he was the type of parent where he would do things for us, right? He had a bunch of girls and he had two, three sons, and six of us in total. Um, but he would give us stuff. He'd buy, buy us cars. Yeah, we got a car when turned 16. He would take care of things for us, all that. That's how he showed his love towards us. But as girls, we needed to hear our dad say, I love you. We needed to be affirmed by our dad. Now, all those material things were great, but we needed that affirmation from him. Mm-hmm. So I remember one day, because he very rarely would say, I love you. He would only say, we say, I love you, dad. He'd be like, what you want?
2: <laughs> uh-huh.
1: <laughs> you want something from me? How much money do you need? Uh, but we were just saying it because we loved our dad. But one day, my mom, we were outside and uh, we we're about to leave. And I was like, all right, daddy, I love you. He's like, all right, all right, I'll see you later. And my mom stopped, and she rarely spoke, but she was a woman of great words when she had something mm-hmm. to say. She said, your daughter needs to hear that you love her.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He didn't grow up with that. He grew up, he grew up in a rough time, but he didn't hear I love you from mm-hmm. his mom. No, that's right. Because she was born in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. So my mom had to point that out to my dad. And he eventually he said, I love you. But it wasn't hard for him because he wasn't used to that. It was uncomfortable. Because I'm sure as a young boy, he wanted to hear that from his mom too. But his mom didn't grow up like that. So think about your life. Is there some areas in your life where you feel you have a lack of or or something that you regret or some guilt or mistakes or fear that you're just like, oof, that hurts? So the purpose of letting go, letting go gives us freedom. Think about it. If you're in a cage, in a jail, Mm. right? Mm. You're locked up, you're bound. Think about your life, your spirit, your soul. You're bound. But the moment that the door is open and you're free, if you're in jail, hallelujah, you can exhale, you have freedom. But a lot of us are still living in bondage, even though God has set us free. From the moment Jesus died on the cross and he rose again for for our sake, the moment you said, Jesus, I surrender my life out, you, Lord, He has given you a new life, but you gotta walk in that new life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us have accepted him are still in bondage. That's
2: right. Amen. Still in shackles.
1: He's like, I set you free, but you are still in shackles. So letting go gives us freedom. We have to make space mentally, emotionally, spiritually, leaving behind the experiences, the relationships, and the hurt and the pain. It's a powerful step, but it is the journey to creating the life that God has designed for you to live. Healing is a part of soul care. I teach on soul care. I've taught some other ministries in other states, and this is the thing that I love. Soul care is a transformational work of identifying and healing emotional wounds. It's an ongoing work of nourishing and nurturing and maintaining a healthy soul. So if you say, Lord, I have this going on in my life, Please, Lord, help me heal from this. Trust and believe that it's still going to take time for you to nurture that and to nourish that and to renew your mind because it will come up again. In order for you to be free, you have to do the transformational work of soul care. So when you begin your soul care journey, it is what? Identifying emotional wounds, discovering what's holding you back, the root of it. Not the fruit of it, but the root of it. Heal and restore, and then create this balanced life that Christ has for you. So I ask you this question: what are you holding on to?
2: Watch out. Amen. You gotta
1: be honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. What are you holding on to? And then the next question is: what is it that is holding you back from whatever? Is it holding you back from receiving love? Starting new relationships? Friends, romantic relationships, getting a new job, having a relationship with your kids. What is holding you back? And what is it holding you back from? Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. Third John 1 and 2. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Psalms 23, 3. Trust my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Psalms 62, 1. So what is your soul? Your soul is made up of your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your mind, your will, and your emotions. So your mind is the part of your soul that knows, considers, and remembers. Your will is a part of your soul that makes decisions, choices, and refuses and seeks. That's your will. And then finally, your emotion is the part of your soul that expresses love or hatred, mm-hmm. All right. joy or grief, and desire. The source of my behavior is my heart and it flows through me like a river. <laughs> First, through the gate of the mind... Then it fills up the vat of my soul and finally discharges through my body for everyone to see. So the nature of your heart governs your soul. Think about it. How you feel, it is going to make a choice of how you deal with people. You hurt, you're going to start treating people a different kind of way because it comes from here. So which is the way you think, the way you feel, way that you act. So if your heart has been hurt, to protect your heart, how are you going to act? Mm-hmm. Think, about it. think about your life. This means your soul processes the way you think and your feelings on a matter. In turn, makes a decision using the power of your will to act on those thoughts and emotions. Therefore, in any given situation, You'll respond and behave according to the programming of your soul. So your soul is programmed. Whatever happened to you when you were a kid, adult, last month, last year, if you have not healed those areas, your soul is going to be programmed to respond in a certain way. Mm -hmm. So if I was hurt in a love relationship... And a really nice man comes up to me and is like trying to treat me nice and all this other stuff, I'm gonna be like, uh-uh, I've been hurt, I ain't trying to hear what you say, you're a fake, you're a proud, I ain't right wanna hear it. That's right. Because I've been hurt. And my soul's been programmed. Think about it. If your soul has been programmed from when you were a kid and you didn't receive love or physical touch from your parents, When you have grandkids or nieces and nephews and sometimes they want to come up and hug you, you feel uncomfortable with that because that's not what we do. You're like, oh, thank you. I love you. Because your soul is programmed. So that's how it's going to respond. So we're talking about soul care. What is a soul wound? A soul wound are the past emotional injuries that manifest, manifest based identities. We take painful experiences and begin defining ourselves by them, seeing ourselves as victim, as broken, as shameful, which is contrary to the word of God. We take on these labels. I am a survivor and thriver of domestic violence. My ex-husband tried to murder me twice. And I didn't wear the badge of being a, a victim because I didn't, at first, I didn't even know that I had even went through all of that stuff. I didn't recognize that I was a victim. So I grew up in a great family, and I didn't recognize and I had to look at it. Some people are some therapists was like, yeah, you know, you went through abuse. But I decided in that moment when I figured out what it was, that I'm not going to wear that banner. God's banner over me is love.
2: Yeah, I man. am
1: healed. I am restored. I am not broken. So I'm not going to wear yeah. that banner. So when you get a soul wound, it's developing from a traumatic experience that you had in life. So raise your hand if you've had a traumatic experience in life. Everybody would have a traumatic experience. Traumatic, now, you may not see it as a traumatic experience. You may be like, oh, that was just a little bit thing. But if you're still thinking about it and it happened five years ago,
2: it's traumatic.
1: it's traumatic. It's traumatic. We've all experienced something in life. And this incident creates a negative emotional wound that is often reinforced by other events over time the wounded soul creates a stronghold of fear and rejection that further creates polluted imaginations, Mm -hmm. false expectations and unrealistic demands Mm -hmm. unrealistic some of us are putting unrealistic demands on people they were like I never said I was going to do that Why are you putting that demand on me? Because it's based on something that happened to you before in the past. So, as the wounded soul lashes out against people, relational misfires occur that create even more rejection and wounds. Oftentimes, the church is so important in the leadership. Whoever is on your team, we have a lot of wounded leaders that are wounded believers. That's right. Leaders that are unhealed, that are leading that are wounding other believers. Mm-hmm. All
2: right, preach
1: it. Yeah. Because of their own personal stuff, you may come to them and they think they're helping you, but really what they're doing is sitting you down the path that you shouldn't be going on because they ain't even healed. Mm-hmm. So they partner in your pain. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm oh, no. you, you. should leave your husband. Mm-hmm. That happened to me. and I, I understand. You should leave your husband. Is that the right of us As a leader? Right. Because right. of your pain that you haven't healed, you gonna tell me to do something? Because you want to partner with me in my pain? We need to be healed. Right, yes. We need to be healed. The soul wound drags the person down a path of continued defeat. Your life moves in the opposite direction of God's destiny for your life. So have you ever seen someone who thrives on constant drama?
2: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, like, come on, like, all the time? He or she may even say things like, I hate drama.
0: Really? You are a drama.
1: You bring drama. What are you talking about? Yet all of their friends are emotionally unhealthy. They date unhealthy people. They've got friends that are unhealthy. And they create dramatic situations on a regular basis. Like, ain't nothing ever no good for you? Like, you always got bad times? Always. These are some of the people. These are prime examples of people that have extreme soul wounds. And as I begin to talk, I want you to look at yourself like, is that me, God? Is your soul at an unrest? Is this wound flowing so much within your life that it's causing things to be blocked? Blessings to be blocked? Relationships to be blocked? Are you stuck? This is all connected to soul care. So do you have any emotional wounds today? Do you have unresolved trauma in your life that needs to be healed? Think about it. Do you? So I could talk about this for like three weeks past, but I'm just going to go through real quick (laughs) on some things. So let's look at emotional wounds. Yes. Inner rawness. There's often a sense of inner rawness and hurt that doesn't seem to go away. Irritability. Y'all know, folks, that's irritable?
2: No. Uh,
1: <laughs> 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 They'd be like, oh, that's Auntie. That's just how she acts. No, that ain't how Auntie act. act auntie was born like that. That's, right. that's not God's design for Auntie to be irritable. Amen. We give a lot of excuses to people saying, oh, no, they just like that. That's just how they act. No, that's not how they were born to be. They're like that because something has happened that causes them to be irritable that they haven't healed from. So irritability is easy to become irritable with others even if they aren't doing anything wrong. That's an emotional wound. So a person that's always irritable, and people just be saying nothing, they, oh, they just irritate. They didn't even do anything. That might be a wound. Little or no tolerance. There is a low tolerance issue with others. Where you expect and demand from them. People that can't tolerate people. I, I, just, I just can't deal
2: with
1: it. I be soul. Feelings always rising up. Feelings of anger, hate, resentment seem to rise up within at the slightest offense.
0: Oh, she spoke to me the right. I'm not,
1: I'm not talking to her no more. Because she didn't say hi. Sensitive about an event in your past, if there are events in your past which cause you to become very sensitive or angry, even cause you to lash out, it's likely that you have a deep wound tied to an event or a memory, hard to forgive. I'm not even going to ask for anybody to raise a hand who has unforgiveness in their heart today, but hard to forgive. It's difficult, becomes very difficult. It's not impossible to love and forgive others, it also can be hard to forgive and love yourself. I know some of us have made some mistakes that we keep replaying in our head over and over and again. I should have did this. I should have did this. I messed up. Not giving ourselves grace because God I already gave you grace, yes. but yet we continuously keep beating ourselves up because of the mistake that we made. And it's hard for us to forgive ourselves. For some of us, it's hard to forget God. We blame God mm-hmm. for something. Right. I'm mad at God. For the first time in my life this year, probably about three or four months ago, I was angry with God. I had never been there in my relationship with God. And, you know, I was going through a fast, and I was selling my, my sister Glenn, I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this fast. I can't get with God right now. I'm mad at God. I said I need to take a break from singing and worship at church because I'm mad. And there's no way that I can get up in full transparency and sing to people about this loving God that can do the impossible and he can do exceedingly, and I don't even believe it. I don't even believe it. So why am I up there doing that? So I had a time in my life where I had to sit back and allow the Lord to do some healing within me because I was angry with God. I mean mad. I mean, I couldn't even pray. I'm like, shh, forget God. I'm being honest. I'm like, I can't pastor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Don't ask serious. me to pray. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me to fast. I can't do any of that because I'm mad at God. And thank God for his love and his grace and his mercy. And yeah. he, he received that. me. He understood where I was at. Because yeah. the Lord, he looks at your heart. Mm-hmm. Right? And think about David. The Lord looks at your heart. Mm-hmm. And he forgave me and he received me. Back into his arms. He knew what I was going through. But some of us are walking in that. Some of us are hard. Some of us, is hard for us to feel love from other people. Some of us lash out. When there's an inner wound that's festering on the inside of you, it becomes easy to lash out or even have sudden outbursts of anger, hate, and resentment. You might find it easy to lash out people Who love you and have done you no harm. Lashing out. And I talked about fear and I talked about anger against God. Let's talk about self-hate. Many times we as people have heard from our past of decisions that we've made that we hate ourselves. We abuse ourselves. We know who we are in God, but we talk like we aren't that. Yes. I suck. I'm no good. I'm this. I'm that. Holding on to self-hate. We gotta correct that. Some of these things that i am mentioned today, these are all a part of emotional wounds. And I got a list, and I'm going through them. I'm going through them. Because we can talk about this all day. So let's talk about the symptoms. When you look at the symptoms of emotional wounds, we're looking at the triggers. Now, a lot of times, this is what women do, right? they speak about women. We love to watch Lifetime, right? <laughs> about all these stories, about things that have happened, <laughs> and, you know, the revenge that comes on, you know, <laughs> the men when, you know, <laughs> they've done some women, right? Or when you are upset, you know, sometimes we listen to music that, you know, are reflective of what we're going on in our life, right? I'm, talking, I'm not talking about, you know, gospel music, right? CCM music. I'm talking about R&B, hip hop, whatever trap music. Um, we listen to those songs, right? We can connect with them. So, anytime a song or a movie or experience causes an emotional trigger, that is a sign of an open wound. Right. You hear that song? Instantly makes you start feeling uncomfortable. You want to cry? Yeah. That's an emotional trigger. Some emotional triggers are crying, withdrawal, or even lashing out in anger towards others. Overreaction. This happens when your feelings uh, feel like they're being projected uh, regarding a deeper issue. Holding on to grudges. I'm not going to even ask how many people are holding a grudge up in here.
2: Because
1: some of us are holding on to grudges. Go
2: ahead and ask. Stop Being messy
1: up here. Difficulty forgiving someone or holding on a grudge for something that happened in the past suggests there is a need for emotional repair. You gotta forget, you gotta let it go You gotta give it to God, you gotta forgive that person Cause there's a lot of times I'm not even gonna read this story yet But there's a lot of times when you are upset with somebody And you have a lot of Unforgiveness in their heart And they walk around free Mm -hmm. You will see them at a restaurant or something. they'll be like hey how you doing I can't believe that You can say hello to me After all that they've done That person had forgot about that and gone on with their life and you still hold on to it. It's holding you hostage. That's
2: right. <laughs>
1: That's something you need to be free from. Instant replay, a constant replay of different memories indicate a problem within your heart. These never truly go away unless God is giving you permanent healing. If you're replaying something that somebody did to you, oh, okay. oh I remember the time when so-and-so that. da da That's a trigger. That's the emotional wound that you need to be healed from. So you're asking yourself, I'm going to go through my assessment here. You need to ask yourself, before the end of the year is over, everybody's talking about, oh, you know, you got less than, I don't know, less than 20 days now, right, of the year to figure it out. Let's make it count. What are you going to do for next year? What is your New Year resolution? I want your resolution to be to get healed. Mm-hmm. 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 You can material things all day long. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting on a card I've been waiting on for a long time. But mm-hmm. guess what? I don't have to wait on my healing. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's right here. Right God here. is right
2: here. Amen. So
1: i ask you the question. Who is it that you hate or blame today? This is a soul assessment. This is what you need to do in the process of letting go and letting God. You need to do a soul assessment. Who is it that you hate or blame? Be honest with yourself. Is there somebody in your past that is holding you or you're holding something against? Be specific when you go to God. And go back as far as you can. Because I'll tell you this today. The enemy will use any and everything within you that you have forgotten about. That is uh, something you put in the closet. When you talk about skeletons in your closet, stuff that you swept underneath the rug, trust and believe, he is going to bring that up. He's looking for that. He's looking for the right time. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to deal with that later. And he's like, okay. You are going to deal with that later because I'm going to bring that up. So we got to look at our life and say, who do you hate? If you can identify this, this is a part of the steps of being healed from your wounds. What did they do to you? Mm-hmm. Make a list of things that were done to you which you still hold against that person in your heart. That list may be long and it may be short. Yeah. And I'm not referring to a list of people whom you haven't forgiven. But rather, listen to people that you cannot seem to release from your heart. Mm. So don't cover it up with their mistakes and be like, oh, no, no, it's okay, it's okay. No, if they did you wrong, you need to identify that. Be real with yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm hurt by that. I, myself, am a person that has recovered from being dismissive of my feelings. Because oftentimes I will give people a break. Oh, yeah, you know they're going through stuff you know, it's, it's okay, you know, no, it's not okay. Because I'm hurting and I'm crying and I had to be real with myself that I was hurt. So you need to be honest with yourself about what someone has done to you. What are the things you have done that you deeply regret? Man, I should not have made that decision. Man, I was a major setback. That was a wrong choice. I should have did that. I regret that. Make a list of things that you still to this day regret doing or saying. If you have feelings of self-hate and unforgiveness, then you need to be honest and figure that out. Why you hate yourself. Is there anything in your past that you feel excessively embarrassed or ashamed of? All this is a soul assessment. Assessment. This is a common cause for self-hate when we do not recognize there's things that we are embarrassed or ashamed of that we've done. So healing is a choice. And I know you've probably heard that before. It is a choice. You have to choose to heal. You can say it, but you've got to put some work behind it. Like my mama always used to say, listen, you've been big all your life. If you want to lose some weight, you're going to have to eat better and you're going to have to work out. you got to do some work in order to see the changes in your life. So in order for you to go let go and let God, you have to put in the work. Simply saying it is not enough. It's not enough. If you say that, oh, I want to buy a house in Fontana, you can say it all day long, but you ain't going to ever get that house. See, there's some things you're going to have to do, right? You got to get some money. You got to fix your credit or get your credit ready in order to buy. Then you got to get pre-qualified. I mean, it's some steps, right? And then after that, once you get qualified, okay, then you got to go find a house. So we already know how hard that is these days. And then after that, you got to get approved for funding. And then you got to go through the process of escrow. And then you'll get the keys. So it's the same way with your life. You have to go through the process to heal. Simply saying it is not enough. You got to do the work. So here are the four keys to letting go. Reflect. Acknowledge a negative experience that is holding you back and preventing you from being everything that God has called you to be. I don't care how old you are. God got purpose in every single one of us. He has a plan for every single one of us. There's a lot of businesses in here. There's a lot of careers in here. There's a lot of ministries that God wants to birth in people in here today. But in order for you to have the fullness of what God has for you, you got to take care of that stuff so it won't come up. You have to. So reflect. The next thing you need to do is release. An initial ongoing process of releasing attachments of hurt, That has emotionally drained you. That has held you back. You have to release it to God, to the Father. And then you have to receive an initial ongoing process of releasing attachments, of hurt, and then receiving what God has for you. It's kind of like an an exchange. I'm going to trade it in. Here you go, God. Here's my hurt and my pain. He's like, all right, daughter. All right, son. Thank you. I've been waiting for you to give that to me. Now let me bless you Amen. with this joy. Let me bless you with this relationship. Let me bless you with this job. But if you're holding on to all this stuff, and he's trying to give you something, you ain't got no room to receive it. Because right. your hands are full with all your baggage. Right.
2: That's
1: right. I mean, there's a song by Erica Bannu talking about bad lady, you going to miss your bus because you can't hurry up because you got too much stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You running with all these bags.
1: Wait, I'm trying to catch the bus. The bus driver's like, we out of here. Okay? You got too much stuff. You got to let it go. Just think about also a love analogy. Think about a plane. When they are loading a plane with luggage, if it's too much weight, they're like, we got to take some of this stuff off in order for them to take flight. Think about that with your life. You got to let some stuff go in order for you to take flight. In God. Renew daily, renewing your mind. Restore to a former state. Remember who God is, His promises, and who you are. Renewing your mind is a daily thing. I know a lot of times today in social media and other parts of the world we talk about affirmations, affirmations, affirmations. You got to write it down. You got to stick it on your mirror. You got to put it on your phone. You got to pop up as a reminder on your phone. You need to do that with the Word of God. Yeah, that's right. You got to remember who you are in God and who God says you are. We sing that that song in here, who the son is free has set free. is free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. In my father's house, what's the rest of the word?
2: There's a place
1: for me. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. So we have to renew our mind every every day. I'm talking every day, Pastor. Yes. Yes, every day. Because the moment you stop renewing your mind, Mm -hmm. the enemy. I don't think that we realize how crazy the enemy is. Like he is on a mission to kill you. Just to destroy your life, your being, Mm -hmm. your relationships. He does not want to see you progress and move forward in God. And we just be sleeping on the enemy. But guess what? He ain't sleeping on us. He's trying to get you. Some of you guys that have had things in your past that you've healed from, he's just waiting for the moment for you to have some doubt of God. The moment you have doubt, he's like, kaboom, guess who stepped in the room? Okay, let me remind you of some stuff that you did. Let me remind you of some prayers that you've been praying on that God has not answered. Let me start putting that doubt in your head. That's what the enemy does. So that's why it's important for us to renew our mind. It's important for us to stay in the word of God on a daily basis, not on Sundays only. Not just on Bible studies during the week. I mean, like, pick up the word on your own. Not just the word that the pastor has up on the screen when Camille puts it in. You need to get in the word yourself you got to get in the Word yourself so you know when things happen, you can pull up the Word of God right then and there. No, no, no. Say, uh-uh, uh-uh. No. I know what the Word says. It says, so we have to renew our mind. So how do I start to let go? And we are close to our time. we got to be honest. You have to be truthful about your hurt. Stop lying to yourself and saying that you ain't hurt. Stop lying. You got to be truthful with yourself because God already knows. That's right. That's right. He's like, I'm just waiting on you. I know already. I've seen your life. I've seen what happened. I saw how your mama treated you. I saw how you were abandoned or rejected. I know. But I want you to know that I'm waiting for you to come to me so I can heal you. So you got to be honest with yourself. Be honest with God. Be open. Be open. Be willing to be vulnerable and transparent. God knows your heart, but you gotta gotta cry out to him and tell him the truth. Mm -hmm. Lord, I feel like this. They did this. I feel like no one loves me. I know you love me, God, but help me to know that you love me. Mm -hmm. Because I don't feel it right now. Mm -hmm. What I'm seeing happening in my life, I don't feel it right now. But I need you, God. And then embrace it. I know, yes, this happened to me. But I also know I'm a child of God. I know that I am redeemed because of the Father. And then allow God to come in and heal you. Someone says, I'm not going to fight you for your healing. God is not going to fight you for your healing. He he did it on the cross. All right. Mm. He's given us the word. He's made every provision for you, for your healing. But he's not going to fight you for it. He's like, man, I want the best for you, Chucky, But he's asking you, but do you want my best for you? you. I got all these plans for you. But this stuff right here is holding you back. I'm trying to tell you, like, come on. And and, if you have an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit... The Holy Spirit is like the GPS. It's like your God.
0: Yes, He is.
1: So if you're connected to the Lord and you have an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is like, that right there. And you're like, nah, no, I'm not going to worry about that right now. And God is like, you need to worry about that right now. You need to fix this because I have something planned for you next year that is exceedingly, abundantly more than what you ask or think. But if you don't let this stuff go, you ain't going to ever get it. Because you are holding on and you ain't got no space for to receive what I got for you.
2: Right.
1: So allow God to come in and heal you. It will be uncomfortable. It's going to hurt. Yeah. It is going to hurt. You will cry. You will be mad and upset. But you have to go through the pain to get to the healing. Right. Right. So it's not easy, but you can get through it with God. You have to have faith and trust God's process. On Instagram, it's like trust the process. Yes, trust the process. Trust God's process. Trust God's process. Trust God's process. So I have four scriptures before we are out of here. Scriptures on letting it go. The first one. Philippians 3:13. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before me. When he says, I count not myself to have apprehended, he's like, I ain't mastered it yet. Alright, uh-huh. amen. That's
2: real.
1: That's real, right there.
0: That's
1: right. I ain't got it. I'm still a work in progress. I'm still a whip. I'm still trying to get it together. But I am going to forget those things that are behind me and reach forth to the things that God has for me.
2: Amen.
1: Amen. Right. Praise Okay? Right. So in those times when they feel like, man, I miss my mark, know that you are not alone. A lot of us miss our marks all the time. Me and Pastor Cameron were talking about that the other day. Right. Like, hey, y'all may think that I'm holy and great and doing all these good things, but i am suffering too. Talked about. I have anxiety too. I worry too. I have not mastered it. I will never master it until I see God and I'm perfect. He's only perfect one. So until then, I must move forward and pressing towards the mark. I must forget those things behind me, even though sometimes they creep up, but look forward and move forward in God. Really? Ephesians 4 31 through 32 Let all bitterness, wrath, and anger clamor and evil speaking, put away from you with all malice and be ye kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as even God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Yes. All that bitterness, man, you gotta let that go. That's giving a lot of people high blood pressure. Come on, All kinds of other sicknesses yeah. and diseases and conditions. Exactly. Let, it go. let it go. And let God that person, give them to God. Give them to God. Put them at the altar and leave them there. Do not keep putting it back up. And let me say this. As Christians and as believers, some of us, when the pastors have altar call, we the same person going up every single Sunday about the same thing. Keep You, you, you do like this. I'm going to take it to the altar. I'm going away. And then I'm going to come back and get it. And the next Sunday, I'm gonna leave it at the altar, and I'm gonna come back again. We gotta stop doing that. That is not God's way. Give it to Him and allow Him to do the work, and you do the work while He is working within you. Leave it at the altar.
0: Yes, Lord.
1: Hallelujah. He died for you, so you don't have to suffer. He wants to finish the work within you. Next scripture. Isaiah 43, 18-19 Remember, ye not the former things God. Neither consider the things of old oh, Behold, I will do a new thing yeah. Now it shall spring forth Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way In the wilderness and rivers In the desert yes. So those things Give it to God That's old things he wants to let that pass away in your life so he can spring forth something new in you. He can make a way in the wilderness. He can put a river in a desert. Like, how dope is that? God can put a river in the desert in your life. Amen. That means if your life is dry, and it's not going good, and it's not prosperous. God can come in. He is the river of life. He is the water of life, and he can do something new within you. Amen. And last scripture, Hebrews 12.1, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed by about with so great clouds of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience that the race that is set before us. So we got a cloud of witnesses. I can, I, it, you know, if I could see my daddy and my mama right now, they live in heaven, they cheer me on, they're like, come on, Amanda. I know you're going through this, but come on, you can get through it. Come on, Amanda, I know what I, we've taught you. You can get through it. Come on, Amanda, I know who God has made you. You can do it. Right. You can get right. him. You can push through. That is what God is saying to us. Now. We have a cloud of witnesses. You, I don't even think of a cloud of witnesses. You got witnesses in this church right now right. that are routine for you right. to make it. Right. Pastor. And Pastor Kermit and Pastor Sandy, they are rooting for you. Amen. Pastor Warren—they are rooting for All you. Right. You got them physically in the flesh, and when we've got people in heaven that are rooting for us. You got people here that are rooting for you. You can't lose. All, right. All right. They're rooting for you to lay aside every weight and the sin. And the sin. Yes. Man, we got some sin. We have got to ask the Lord for forgiveness for. He wants to set you free today. So, are you willing to give God everything and let Him heal you? I mean, everything. I mean, I'm talking about the little places in there that you don't want nobody to know about, that you ain't even told your mama about. Those places. God wants to heal you. He is a healer, He is a way maker, He is a miracle worker, and He is the light in darkness. So we need to let go, let God, and watch how he transforms your life. Amen. Amen.
0: Wow. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. What a word. What a word. What a word. You know, the water is stirred right now. Brother Chuckie, you know, Thursday night, you started something with a song that you were singing. All right. I surrender off. Can you, before we go any further, just share a couple of verses? A, is that all right? Yeah. I think she can handle it without the drums. Yeah. Amen. This is a word for all of us all today. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. That's if you are here in the sight of God and not me. You are in this place. And on this day, you're ready to say, God, I'm giving my hurt. I'm giving my pain. I'm giving those, those, those scars, God. I'm giving to you. And Father, I want you to free me up, to release me, to heal me, God. In the name of Jesus. That's the God we serve. He's a mighty God. He's loving and kind and gracious. We don't want to leave here the way we came. If you're struggling with unforgiveness, give it up. Give it to God. The pastor, she told us to look into our own selves and confess it and fess up to ourselves those things that are holding us down. The church is a healing place. This this is where we come for healing. We should never leave church building worse than when we came. We should should leave with some some hope, with some, some, some intent to do better for the Lord. To embrace Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And so that's why we come together. That's why God sent his word today. Because he knows some of us is hurting. He knows that some of us are in a place we don't know what to do. He knows that some of our families are shattered and battered and scattered. But he wants us to be that point of connection, of healing, and forgiveness, and reconciliation because of his kindness. So let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for these, your precious people. Those who have boldly stood up before you, God, and the whole host of heaven, said, God, my soul need a blessing. Say, God, I need healing today. I need forgiveness, God. I need deliverance. I want a closer walk with you, Lord. This stuff I've been holding on to, it's been, it's been like an anchor. It's been like a weight, and I can't move forward. But, God, this thing I'm giving it to you. I'm releasing it all in the name of Jesus And I'm I'm placing myself in your care. No longer will I try to fight No longer will I try to battle this on my own But God, today I'm giving it to you And I know that God, when I do that, that Today will be the first day of the rest of my life God, I pray for these young people now In the name of Jesus By the power of the Holy Spirit You would pour out, God, in the name of Jesus now. Because you already know. You see the pain. You see the hurt. You see the brokenness, God. And you came to heal us. You said from the apostle Paul, I urge you, I beseech you, I beg you, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies, a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. God, I speak peace today and victory, Lord. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, that you would lift the heavy burden. That you would set your people free. That we will be more effective for you. That we'll be able to win souls for Christ in this dark and dying world that we're living in. Heal the souls on today, God. In the name of Jesus. Those who are sick in their body and anxiety is running high because of sickness and pain. God, won't you heal today? Work a miracle in someone's life today. Help us to glorify your name, God. And Father, if there's someone on social media that's dialed into this facility on today, into this church on today, into this atmosphere now, they may be. God, I pray that your choices, blessings fall upon them and they will surrender right where they are. Not surrender to the things of the world, but surrender to the King of the universe, the Lord Jesus Christ. That person that may be saying, Jesus, come into my life today. Save me. I believe that your son Jesus died on the cross for my sins. And I want him, I want the Lord Jesus, to control my life from this day forward. I want to walk in the newness of life. I want to walk in the blessings of God. Wherever you are, if you pray that type of prayer in your heart now, shackles will begin to fall off. The chains will begin to break. You will find your place in God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. We bless you and we thank you, God. So, Father, why are we here? Why don't we just stand? God, why are we here? We're on our way out, back to our homes, back to our separate places of abode, God. Won't you go before us? Won't you, Lord, help us not to leave this word here in these four walls today. Help us, God, to walk out here a new way, a different way, a better way because of your word. We thank and we praise you, Lord. So I pray your choices, blessings on everyone that's in this household today. You know what each family stands in need of, each person needs, Lord. You know it all, and we are so grateful. We are so thankful that you know it all. We thank you, God, that we don't have to carry the burden around. We can take it to the Lord and leave it there, God. We say thank you. Thank you for your word today. Thank you for your anointing, Thank you for your sweet spirit that's impermeating this place right now. God, thank you for every soul that's here today, God. We thank you in the name of Jesus. our the spirit bones, God. Give us yeah. a of anointing. Oh God, for running in our feet and clapping in our hands, God. Heal the broken party. In the name of Jesus, we bless you. We thank you. We honor you, Lord. I'm going you and i bless you. on her now. Yeah. God, I give, I, I ask you to give her that confidence, that assurance that you have her in the palm of your hand. And you're, and you're rocking her. You, you, you have plans for her. Those so God, what she's going through is just a stepping stone for yeah. blessings from you from on high. So I pray for her by healing God. I pray for her peace. And I pray for her future. Because her future Look better than our past. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, Zoom family, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you and the Timbers family today, Brother Gary, Sister Debbie, and I would like to say also, uh, you all bear with me just for a moment, we're going to have our, our, our annual, uh, well we're going to have our ministers meeting today, so let's take about 15 minutes for those ministers and preachers and teachers that are in the house, and so about, let's say uh, at 2 o'clock sharp we'll have our, our uh, ministers meeting, God bless you. Amen. No,